بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين In the previous episode we spoke about some of the transactions that are prohibited in Islam We also spoke about interest in quite a bit of detail بإذن الله in today's episode we want to look at a Muslim businessman. How should a Muslim businessman carry himself? What is the character and conduct of a Muslim businessman? Remember, when it comes to business, we're not only talking about somebody who has a shop or is making a lot of money. No, even if you have to buy and sell on the side or you do something, this also applies to you. The first point that every Muslim should keep in mind, especially when carrying out business or any other act of worship, he should remember his niyyah, his intention. His intention should be for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So for example, when it comes to business, a person going out in the morning, his niyyah should be firstly to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to earn from that which is halal. When he is there selling to the people or buying from people, his intention should be to help others, to provide them with the best products and services. Whatever money he earns, his intention should be to help his family, to help those who are in need, and to do any form of good. As we mentioned before, wealth in Islam is a wasila. It is a means of doing more good deeds. We also spoke about muharramat, things that are prohibited in Islam. A Muslim businessman, one who is buying and selling, he should stay far away from that which is prohibited in Islam. So he should not go into transactions that have haram in them. He should not be dealing in interest, for example, nor should he be cheating others. At the same time, he shouldn't be selling things that are prohibited in Islam. So a Muslim businessman should not be selling alcohol or drugs, for example. There is a category of transactions, goods and services that a Muslim should also be aware of. And that is to do with doubtful items. Rasulullah mentions in a hadith in Sahih al-Bukhari, at the end of time, people will not care about the wealth they earn, where they earned it from, whether it's halal or haram. Subhanallah. This is also a sign of prophethood, a sign that Rasulullah was a true prophet. He gave us knowledge of the unseen by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He told us of something that will happen in the future that was not present at his time. So he said at the end of time, people will not be worried. They won't even care where they get their money from. The only thing that they will be worried about or that they will be concerned about is how to get money and more money. However they get it, they don't really care. In another hadith, Rasulullah when he saw a date on the floor, also in Sahih al-Bukhari, he picked it up and he said, لَوْلَا أَن تَكُونَ صَدَقَةً لَأَكَلْتُهَا if it wasn't for the fear that this date is from zakah, I would have eaten it. Look at how Rasulullah stayed away from something that was doubtful. In another hadith, in Sahih al-Bukhari, Adi ibn Hatim radiyallahu anhu asked Rasulullah he said, O Messenger of Allah, when I go hunting and I have my dog with me, sometimes when I send my dog, I've read my basmala, it catches an animal of prey 
When I get to this dog, I find that there is another dog with it. Should I eat or shouldn't I eat? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, La ta'kul, don't eat. Why? Innama sammayta ala kalbik. You read basmalah, you said bismillah, for your dog only. Walam tusammi ala al-akhar. And you didn't read basmalah for the other dog. So maybe your dog is the one that caught that animal of prey. Or the other dog, there is a possibility that this other dog caught it. And you haven't read basmala for it. Hence, it may be halal, it may be haram. It's doubtful. So stay away from it. So a Muslim in general should stay away from doubtful things, especially when it comes to business and more so when it comes to these new financial products being offered by banks and financial institutions. Unless you know, you've studied that it's halal or there's nothing wrong with it, go ahead or you find a reputable scholar that you trust. Remember, it doesn't mean that if somebody just said that this is halal, it can be halal. Or if you find some Muslims doing it, that means it's halal and it's okay. No, you have to put yourself, stand as though you are in front of Allah and the fire is in front of you. If you want to take an opinion of somebody else, is he qualified to give you that opinion? Are you at peace in putting him between yourself and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when being asked about this? So we mentioned how a Muslim man should have the correct intention. In fact, look at how Islam has guided the Muslim businessman from before he's left home. When he's about to leave, he should have the correct intention. When he is there, he should have the correct intention. When he is there, before he actually starts buying and selling, he should be far away from haram. He shouldn't be selling anything haram. He shouldn't be indulged or involved in anything which is doubtful. After that, what happens when he starts buying and selling? When he starts interacting with customers? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says in a hadith, Rahimallahu rajulan. May Allah have mercy. One opinion is here, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is making a dua. May Allah have mercy on the man who, who does what? Samhan idha ba'a wa idha ishtara wa idha qtada. He is easy going when he sells. You know, some people are difficult when they sell to you. They don't want to be asked questions. They don't want to be helpful. They don't even, sometimes they don't even want you to know about the product you want to buy. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is making dua for a businessman who is easygoing when he sells. When he buys, when you want to buy stock from somebody, you don't carry on worrying him and troubling him and making conditions which are extremely difficult and you are not a difficult person to deal with. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is making dua for him. Or he is saying, Allah has mercy on this person. And when he asks for something that is owed to him. So if he has given out some goods or he is owed some money, he doesn't humiliate people. He doesn't trouble them again. He is not difficult with them. In another riwayah, وَإِذَا qada. When he needs to pay back, he doesn't delay. He pays in full and so on. So again, look at how we are coming almost full circle. The Muslim businessman, before he leaves his house, there is guidance for him. When he is about to buy and sell, there is guidance for him. When he is buying and selling and dealing with others, 
there is also guidance from Allah and his messenger. In the next episode, we want to look at the transaction itself and how a Muslim businessman should carry out his transactions. We want to mention some of the etiquettes involved. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us all goodness. Ameen. Sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.